But I just wanted to say one thing. Mason Mount scored today, and I've been talking about him the last couple of weeks to literally no fanfare whatsoever. And I just, just want to say, like, he's always in the team, and it doesn't seem to matter who's managing him. They always want him to play. And sometimes that's just what you want. You know, I acknowledge it. Sometimes it's difficult to see what's special about him, but he's racking up the points. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the highest scoring attackers in Chelsea right now. So, yeah, yeah, there was a reason I was talking about him before and we saw it today. That's all Which I would be your team. No. <laughs> <laughs> So hello, you are listening to episode 45 of FPL Bros with Sergio, the Black David Mitchell and Derek, how you doing? I've, I've seen better days, let's put it that way. Mm, yeah, no, it's been quite a topsy-turvy day of results, so yeah. Obviously, we will we'll touch on that um, at some point during the episode as well. But, uh, yeah, so we've just had double game week 26. Uh, apparently the biggest game week ever. But, as usual, I failed to make the most of it. And yeah. uh, I think I'm going to be limping in with a very underwhelming score. Same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've seen hundreds of people getting more than 100 points everywhere and it's just so depressing but hey there's like 12 more game weeks to go and plenty around the corner so let's try not let that get us down too much so yeah do you want to start with uh, how we're doing in terms of scores obviously we're recording just after the the last game of the game week which is liverpool chelsea so they're still doing the calculations, but uh, do you want to start or shall I start? Or... I'm on 69 points at the moment. I've got mm. two players who did not play at all, um, even though they had game weeks, double game weeks, which were Mitchell and Coleman. So I have Ben Me and Kufo coming in for three points in total. <laughs> so we'll finish the game week with around 72 points. Okay. Yeah, any highlights or not particularly? I mean, Son was my vice captain mm. and Kane was my captain. I think it could have gone either way, but, you know, I was glad at least I got some points returned from Kane. Um, yeah. He's the only player that returned apart from Son, obviously, and Gundogan. Gundogan got an assist, but that was it. Everyone else literally disappointed. I just, I don't even know what to say. No. I mean, to be fair, I think a lot of people were bagging on Spurs, blowing everybody away. And of course, yeah. if you had Bale and captained him, then he would have blown everyone away. But I think most people went for Harry Kane. Apart from me, as you may have noticed, I thought I'd be clever and go for Calvert-Lewin for the two games where he decided he'd much rather have Richarlison score instead of him. So that had me leaping for joy. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I... I on 86 i don't think that's going to be improved but i took a minus eight so i will finish the game week on 78 points um, yeah. i would be very surprised if that were to beat the average and 
Yeah, I, I think uh, my biggest regret is that I took a minus four to bring in Pereira, Ricardo Pereira of Leicester City, and uh, he managed, obviously he only managed one point in the first <laughs> game, uh, and then in the second game, uh, where I think uh, Leicester con- conceded quite early on after six minutes, I thought, okay, clean sheet's gone, and then as the game wore on, it didn't look like they were scoring, and it didn't like Pereira's going to be assist or scoring a goal. I said, okay, I'll take two points. And then I think in the 86th minute, he went and got a yellow card. So um, (laughs) I swapped him for Dallas. And if I'd kept Dallas, I would have gotten two points as well and not had taken the minus four. So, um, yeah, that's just made me very bitter. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I suppose I should count my blessings because... Uh, I was agonising. I thought, I need to get somebody in for Leicester. And they were, before the double game started, they were posting a really high amount of shots. I think the only team which had taken more shots than them in the last four game weeks were Man City. So I thought, how can I lose? And I thought, shall I go with Harvey Barnes or Pereira? So I suppose it could have been worse. I could have gone with Harvey Barnes. Yeah. But Barnes returned, didn't he? Nope. He he, I think he was injured he got i think he got injured like 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 um maybe in the second half of the first game he didn't do anything and uh, he got yeah, injured for right. a one point <laughs> he got injured for a yeah. one point yeah. No, yeah you're right. sorry it was tillemans i was thinking of barnes oh right yeah no well, uh, well i mean i thought with with lesser tillemans or sorry with less i'll take bars or pereira because uh, i thought pereira might be filling in in midfield which he has done for a little bit over the past two games, but he did nothing. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Anyway, enough misery. I thought uh, we would have a quick chat before we go into player picks and predictions about uh, some of the stuff which came up during the double game week. I've already mentioned Leicester, and um, so I don't know if you had any thoughts of them in general. One minute they're flying the next they're crying they are a bit inconsistent this season I don't know what's going on especially with the team they've got they're quite they've got quite a strong team and I think they should be delivering better results so I wouldn't trust them to be fair you're right one minute they're flying the next minute they're crying so edging on the course on the cautious side in terms of any Leicester players right now but if I have them I would hold them just because they've got Brighton next so that is a good fixture for them but you know, Brighton can cause problems. You know, they beat some of the top teams this year, so... Yeah. Uh, apparently, Brighton are doing very well defensively as well. So, uh, I, I've got to be honest with you, I'm panicking already. I'm starting to think Pereira was a big mistake. He cost me five <laughs> million, and I'm just thinking about getting rid of him. Um, I mean, I know that the, 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 for the next couple of game weeks, the, the fixtures aren't too bad. Because like you said, they've got Brighton, which isn't necessarily a difficult game which they could get something from. And then they've got Sheffield United as well after that. Again, they could get something from that. But uh, they don't play in game week 29. And then it's Manchester City uh, after that. And then West Ham, which, you know, West Ham can defend uh, again. And then it's West Brom. So, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, all I've got to think about is whether there's a defender who's going to get me more points over those weeks. Uh, But I suppose I could hold for, for him hold on to him for the next two, because that was the plan originally, and then see what happens. But I take it you're not going to be getting any lesser players in. No, I definitely will not. <laughs> see, I, I did the experiment for the both of us. You've seen the outcome. 
you don't like it, that's fine. I I wonder whether there's something about, and I'm really speculating here, but I do wonder whether there's something about Brendan Rodgers and his teams in that they he can't seem to get them over the line. And I know they've had a lot of injuries and so on and so forth, but did he really add to the Leicester squad in the last couple of transfer windows that he's had the opportunity to? Surely he's added to it. Brendan Rodgers has been a great manager. Yeah, um, I know, I know. But they're expecting so much now because of the way his, his Leicester teams, you know, go throughout the season. You know, last season they were flying and a lot was expected of them. This season they were even top for a couple of weeks and an awful lot was expected as well. But but it, it just seems to go really flat, spectacularly. And uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe I am just speculating. Um <laughs> But uh, see, again, I'm trying to talk myself out of keeping Pereira, but um, he's a good player. And you're right. Ben Rogers is a good manager and Leicester are a good team. And I think one thing really we should be expecting from a manager of Rogers Kaliba is for him to get a reaction from his players. Yeah. Yeah. OK, then. All right. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yeah. The uh, other... Thing I wanted to mention was one uh, Gareth Bale and obviously he didn't do anything against Fulham which was the match today um, yeah. he single-handedly took apart Burnley and what was it he did he got 19 points overall or something like that something like that it was crazy mm. yeah Bale played mm-hmm. Bale played really well and I think since he had the Europa game where he Scored, um, was it a brace? I can't remember now. I think he scored and assisted. Yeah, scored and assisted. And mm-hmm. I think he started enjoying the game a lot more as well. Again, he's found his left foot once again, where he just, you know, cuts in, takes that shot. He, he's really found that. So I think he's got he's got his shooting boots back on. So I think he's definitely one to watch. It's tough because Kane and Son are still in form. So it's really difficult to choose what three to have. But, I personally wouldn't have three Spurs attackers. I'd still want to have the two. And yeah. I think John offers more value than Gareth Bale and you just can't not have Kane at the moment. So No. No. I mean, the advantages are all that there for all to see. Um, the big one with Kane is that uh, he's got penalties. Both he and Son tend to play 90 minutes. Jose did put the willies up people, though. Uh, in the press conference a couple of days ago when he said, oh, Harry Kane can't play all the games. This is too many. I'm going to have to play Vinicius in some of them. And people are like, what? Yeah. what does that mean? What does that mean? What, what, what do you mean right. by that? Eh? Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, I don't know he whether he's... he's just... I definitely think he says stuff to throw people off. He's done this it's in the past before when he's gone, Kane's not playing, he's sick. And then he started him and everyone has put him, put him on the bench. So I would definitely not listen to a word he says. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if he knows what's good for him, he'll probably play Kane uh, in every game. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to get anything out of the Premier League season this season, he'll have to play Kane yeah. in every game. And and sometimes Kane is a form troll. Uh, you stick him in against a really easy team and he does nothing. I'll never forget a couple of seasons ago when Cardiff was still in the Premier League and they were in 18th position and Spurs had a home game against him. And I took a minus four to bring in Kane. And he got like one point because he did nothing all game and got a yellow card. Oh, no. Yeah. And and although, I mean, maybe Mourinho, because it might, that might not necessarily happen under Mourinho, but 
You know, he had Fulham today and uh, he did nothing. Yeah, Son plays 90 minutes. Bale hasn't had 90 minutes in the Premier League all season. Some might argue that he doesn't actually need it, but it is a worry, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Especially since Mourinho might be starting to shoehorn Ali back into the team as well. Um, You know, yeah. Slowly. Slowly. He and looks good though, doesn't he? Like he does. on, on the eyes when he's playing, he looks confident. He looks like he can bring more creativity to the game. Like his passes are still brilliant, and yeah. he's taking shots. I just think his shooting is not as good as it was pre his injury and whatever happened to him oh. and oh. being dropped. But he's definitely got some good form there. Yeah, um, I think in some ways he's a better player than the one that left. I to mm, me, interesting. I think. Yeah, well, you're right about the shooting. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I, I remember him being mostly mostly a, a speed merchant and a shot merchant um, <laughs> before he went to Real Madrid. Um, now, I, I think he does a, he's a lot better at keeping the ball and going past players. And um, I think that's helpful for Spurs because it creates space for the other attackers. And of course, yeah. it, you know, it also makes him more creative, you know, because it helps unlock defences and put through balls in and so on and so forth. But obviously, like you said, there may be a there may have been a trade off with the shooting and the finishing. And he's obviously, you know, he's in his thirties now, he's gonna not gonna be as quick as when he was when he was twenty six. But yeah, I mean maybe that's just me, you know, just powers in there. <laughs> I, one thing I will say is that the thing about Mourinho is that it only takes a couple of bad games for him to like for you know give you the cold shoulder so you know if if Bale has another stinker you might not see him again for another month or something really? no so yeah it's interesting it's interesting I mean other people are talking about putting Lloris in their teams or Regulion uh, but you know even Regulion didn't even play today so you know if if you, you, you a lot of us we've had it up to here with Pep Roulette and if we're going to be spending a lot of money on our players, I mean, Bell's like 9.3, I think. It's a lot of money to pay for somebody who, you know, might only get 60 minutes on or come on for a one-point cameo. I know. Yeah, not play at all when you could have Son or Kane. So, yeah. It's tough. It's, it's really tough because the thing is, he's got so much attacking potential threat. Mm. Like, he whips the ball in like nothing. I don't know if you saw the argument between... Keen and um, Redknapp, but no. What do they say? So, well, Keen was saying that Tottenham are an average team, and Jamie Redknapp defended them, saying they're not an average team. A lot of the players would get into any of the top six teams, and he said, apart from Kane and Son, who are you, who else would you say? <laughs> so he started naming a few, and one of the ones he named was Regulion, and he said, you know, he's a very good left back. Uh, and he said Odivarod is a very good centre back as well. So Keane's response was, "Well, why is he a good centre back?" And um, Jamie said, "Because he's he's good on the ball and he is in the Bel the Belgian team national team." Yeah. To which Keane laughed and said, "Just because someone's in the national team doesn't mean they're world class or basically a good player." But, which is a good point. Like. <laughs> You can't say just because the national team makes him like a great player. It's still average. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that, though. It, it was brilliant. You should see it. And obviously, yeah, Jamie's like, well, United wanted to sign him not too long ago, didn't they? 
Oh, gosh. Uh, arguing with Keane is just pointless because you are bound to lose. Um, no, totally. Um, he's a very opinionated man, but I think that's what they want from pundits, really, at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, uh, to, to a lot of them, it's a bit of a laugh. It's a good way to make money. But Key literally saw football as a job. Didn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the minute he won a Premier League title, he was thinking about winning the next one. You know, that, that, uh, yeah. so that's what you're getting with him. All right, cool. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So if we will move on to predictions for the next game week, which is nominally a double game week, but it's only a double game week in the sense that Manchester City and Southampton have two games. Yeah. All right. Then. So we will start on with Burnley versus Arsenal. I actually think Burnley can keep a, keep a clean sheet, you know. Mm. Is that weird for me to say? I just think Arsenal got battered, didn't they? By who did they lose to? Um, um, they they haven't lost recently. They haven't lost. They they beat Leicester, didn't they? Sorry, I yeah, thought they. they did, yeah. I'm thinking of a different team then. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, Burnley got it's... battered by Spurs. If, I don't know if that's what you're thinking of. No, it wasn't mm. that one. I don't know. I, was, I think I was thinking of a different game week. You know what? These game weeks are just starting to merge together. That's that's my problem. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. But no, I think I still I still think. Burnley can keep a clean sheet. Burnley are a very tough team to break down, especially at home. Mm. They're like that. They're that team that if they decide to def- if they decide to defend, they will defend very well. And I think Arsenal's threat comes from the counter attack and on the wings, whipping the balls in. And Burnley will take that all day long. I suppose so. Um, but yeah, I think Burnley can keep a clean sheet. I think I can, it will probably be a bore draw, but that's just my prediction. It's just mm. a gut feeling I have. I, I, I agree with you mostly. The thing is, I think Burnley have responded very well to their Spurs defeat and they drew with Leicester. Uh, and, and it's a game they could have won. And a lot of people go on about how good Spurs were against Burnley, but I actually think Burnley were really bad. And I think they made it very easy for them. And when I saw the highlights of the game, I couldn't believe what I was watching. It didn't seem like mm. Burnley at all. They were just literally giving Spurs so much space and they weren't closing them down. And I don't know whether they were just tired or they just wanted to stand there and marvel at Bale. I don't know what it was. So you're right. Burnley can make it very, very difficult if they want to. And the thing about Arsenal is I'm not really sure they've built up any consistency yet. Yes, the last couple of results have been good, but they don't really seem like they're firing on all cylinders. And sometimes they really make a meal of scoring goals. They make it really, really, they make it, you know, they turn it into a real tough job. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm, I'm not so sure myself that, you know, it, it never surprised me when Arsenal don't score when they only score one goal because they're just not a free-flowing team at the moment. I mean, that's not to say they won't get there, but can't see that being kickstarted against Burnley. So yeah, I'm going to say a draw as well. But I couldn't tell you whether it'd be scoreless or not. Okay. okay. Do, 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 do. Liverpool versus Fulham. <sighs> do you know, I hate, I just hate calling any Liverpool games now. It's just depressing. Mm. Technically, Liverpool should win this, but who knows, honestly, who knows? It's just, you know, we just had enough. I think that's where I am now. I've had enough, yeah. mate. No, I mean, I think, a lot of people are expecting 
things to get back on track now and it still hasn't quite happened and yeah I mean I suppose it will defend on I suppose it will depend on who's fit for that game but the thing the thing about Fulham is that they're not actually playing that badly at the moment which is a shame really because if they played like this at the beginning of the season they wouldn't be in the relegation zone would they mm. yeah so again I'm ever the optimist and on paper uh, Liverpool are a better team and the fact is I just think you should never write off the front three for Liverpool ever you know even though you know the midfield might not what it be what it should be or the central defense might not be what it should be like Salah's still a top scorer Mane's still a, a top player and a top finisher and Firmino is still a outrageously skillful footballer and they, they're not just going to lose that so I think if Fulham make a couple of mistakes it's a Liverpool win so I'm going to go for 1-0, you know, to Liverpool. Um, all right, then. The big Manchester derby. Manchester, Man City and Man United. Well, <clears throat> it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. They say um, Bruno doesn't show up in the big games. And who better to score than Bruno for, for, for Manchester City? So if he doesn't show up, like they do say, then I, I, I do see City winning this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm leaning towards a City win, although Man United have recently become, you know, the kings of the nil-nils against the top six, haven't they? Mm, yeah. And I, I think Oli's just playing it safe. You know, if he doesn't have the personnel or he doesn't have the nose to win these kind of games. But he, he's, yeah, he doesn't want to take the risk. One thing I will say about Bruno Fernandes is I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily say he goes missing in the big games. I would just say that in the big games, he does more defensive work, really. You know, when you, you're playing against your, you know, your, your West Broms or your Sheffield Uniteds, or I know Manchester United don't necessarily beat those teams. But, you know, he can just float about anywhere in the penalty box, can't he? Because mm. those, those teams aren't going to attack you. But if, if you're up against the Liverpools and the Man Cities, he, he does get back and defend. But obviously, if he's, yeah. not do, if he's doing that, he's not going to be taking shots in the box. So, yeah, if, if Man City don't win this game, which I think they're capable of doing, um, it's, it's going to be a nil-nil. Um, Spurs versus Palace? Spurs should win that, shouldn't they? They should. Okay. <laughs> Again, I don't know why I keep going. Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, I just keep. I shouldn't keep blessing it. Look, um, the, the reason I say this is that um, people keep forgetting that Palace is managed by Roy Hodgson, and and every now and again he gets them defending properly, like he did against Man United. And you know, sometimes Spurs run out of ideas, like they did effectively against Fulham tonight. So, you know, yeah, I, I think this, this might be a draw as well. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it down as my shock result. It should be a Spurs win on paper, but, you know, Chris Palace can still defend when they want to. And, you know, they just might make it difficult for Spurs. And sometimes Spurs, yeah, are flat and they can't get around teams. And no matter how hard they try. Interesting. I think Spurs will win this one. Yeah, they've, they've shown that wrong. they've got the heart for it. I'd love them to win because I'm, I'm keeping Son and Kane for that game. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, again, I'm I'm just being like, ooh, look at me with uh, my um, smart smarty predictions. All right, um, Chelsea versus Everton. It's a tough one. I don't even know. Mm. Chelsea have been keeping clean sheets recently. That's the only thing. They've kept one against 
United, they've kept on against Liverpool. Mm. I don't know. If if anyone wins, it's gonna be a low scoring affair in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think um Everton will struggle to score. Um I think I mean I think Tuchel's doing the basics, isn't he? He he's coming to a new side and he doesn't want to lose the games, you know. He he worries about winning them. Uh, he'll worry about winning them when he gets the defence sorted out. It looks like he has got the defence sorted out. So he'll be quite happy to keep a clean sheet. Uh, yeah. And then if they do get a goal out of it, um, I, you know, again, um, I, I think that'll be satisfaction all around at uh, Stamford Bridge. The new manager bounce, you know, he's still in the honeymoon period. So uh, <laughs> nobody's going to mind. Nobody's going to mind if he doesn't win this game. As, so a prediction... You know what? I'm going to go Chelsea win to nil. Maybe one. Interesting. Yeah. Although Everton are better away from home than they are at at, at Goodison Park, but still. Um, And then the uh, second set of fixtures for that week uh, on the Wednesday, uh, Man City versus Southampton. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I see City winning this, but Southampton are... No, I see City winning this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Keep it simple. Uh, I think City will be all, all over them. I mean, there are some teams at Southampton to make life difficult for, but the, the way City are playing right now, I, I think they'll, just, they'll find a way, and uh, yeah. it'll be another one. All right, then. So next up is the player picks. Have you got anything for us? Or shall um... I? It's it's a tough week. There's there's not really anyone that really stands out. I'll be honest with you. Mm. I was thinking from a like a safe point of view, just because City have got a double game week, might be worth getting one of the defenders in, mm-hmm. or at least two of them. Mm. Um, so obviously you've got Stones, which is the best value for money at five point two, looks to be a regular starter, and obviously has shown him and Diaz can be attacking threats with um, set pieces and stuff. So. That's probably my first player pick. Second one is one of the Spurs forwards slash midfielders. Just because even though you think Crystal Palace would give them a run for their money, I do see Spurs coming and dominating that game. So your usual son would be good. But like you mentioned earlier, Gareth Bill might be a good differential pick. So that is another shout. Yeah, he, he may well be. And then the third player I was thinking could be someone from um, Leicester. So you got Pereira, who let you down this week. But I do think he can be a good shout for this week because they've got Brighton. And mm. obviously, like bombing forwards um, after their display last week, I'm sure Brendan's going to have a few words with the team and they'll need to do better this week. So I reckon he can get a goal or two. Yeah, um, we should see a reaction. Yeah, he he did have a couple of shots, or at least I think one shot in the last game. So I'll be yeah. cross, crossing both fingers and both toes and getting my lucky <laughs> rabbit. Uh, just, uh, again, I just I know how you feel when you say you're a bit deflated. It, it's, it's just the whole thing is just a bit deflated sometimes, isn't it? So um, yeah, okay, cool, right? Nine. Uh, I had one very. One I was quite happy with, but I think I might struggle with the rest of them. Again, my picks are a bit more general, so you can see them as long term. I would say have a look at the Fulham goalkeeper Ariola because he's really been impressing me lately as a Fulham in general. 
with their defending. So um, I don't think he costs an awful lot. Yours for 4.5, you know, you could do a lot worse. So that would be the first one. And then second. So my second one, yeah, is uh, actually going to be uh, Diagne of uh, West Brom. Their forwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, because no matter who they play, he gets chances. And he's up there for uh, big chances in the last couple of game weeks with all the other yeah. big attackers. You know, he, he's doing his job. Obviously, West Brom, they're usually defending with, with, with nine men. But when they do get it up to him, he really goes for goal. And uh, <laughs> I, I reckon he, he could um, surprise a few teams. Um, who have they actually got next? Newcastle. Oh, yeah. I can see him getting something in that game quite easily. So, yeah, Diania, and he is yours for Isn't 6 million. Oh, it's 6.9. 6.9. Yeah, so that's not too bad. Yeah. And plus, does he play in game week 29? No, he doesn't, but um, we'll get onto that later. Um, okay. <laughs> You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Right, yeah, we come to the end of the show now. Uh, if you're listening to YouTube, please uh, subscribe to the channel. Also, give us a like, it helps us out, and spread the word, enlarge the family, it's all good. And uh, don't forget, we're also on Twitter, the handle is at FDL underscore bros. Um, so check us out on there as well. So thanks again for joining me to do the pod tonight. I know it's it's been a bit of a downer uh, this week or, you know, this last couple of game weeks or even tonight, but uh, still appreciate the effort. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all that's left for me to now is say goodbye. Cheers, guys. Um, next game's on Saturday, so make sure you all do your teams. Right on. OK, green hours all around. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.